Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing our study in the book of Jonah, looking at Jonah chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 in God's Word translation. Jonah is that reluctant renegade prophet that God has given a second chance. Jonah's mission is renewed and a command is given to him a second time to go and preach at Nineveh. God was determined to do the work through Jonah, so he did not give up on the reluctant prophets. And we thank God that he does not give up on us. But let's listen to God's word. It reads, Then the Lord spoke his word to Jonah a second time. He said, Leave at once for the important city, Nineveh. Announce to the people the message I have given you. Again, Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, in the God's Word translation, which gives it the title, Nineveh turns from its wicked ways. Again, this is Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 in the God's Word translation. Jonah's ministry is restored. He's gone back to his assignment. He is sent again to Nineveh, and this time he obeys. The Word came to him a second time. This shows the amazing love of God to his wayward people. Though Jonah did everything he could to resist the first call of God, after after Jonah repented, God called him again. And remember, he repented while he was in the belly of the fish. He prayed while he was in the belly of the fish. So though God was under no obligation to do so, he... uh, gave Jonah a chance to repent and he delivered him from his calamity from his watery grave he did it out of mercy and grace and thank God for his mercy and his grace and then the um, commentaries give us a little background I cut a lot of it out but I wanted to focus on the um, ironic reversal which can be seen here The typical Israelite prophet accepted Yahweh's call, preached to God's people, and was met with stubborn resistance. Here, the Israelite prophet initially rejects uh, Yahweh's call. He uh, begrudgingly preaches to a foreign people and meets universal repentance. These narrative details fit with uh, understanding Jonah as a non-literal story, a satirical critique 
of Israel's failure to repent after God's repeated attempts to reach them through his prophets. And we know that Israel has a history of God having to get their attention because he gives them multiple times, just as he does us. He gives us multiple times to repent and accept him. And of course, we have volition. We have a choice. We're not robots. We're not puppets. So God gives us volition. And as he did with Jonah, Jonah could have chosen to go the first time without having to be just chastised, but he, God had to get his attention. And that's what he's saying to the children of Israel. They need to repent when God, um, you know, when he sends a word of deliverance, a word that they need to hear, they need to hear God's word and uh, repent as do we. Jonah was, is sent to Nineveh, which was at this time the chief city of the Gentile world, as an indication of God's gracious intentions in the process of time to make the light of divine revelation shine to the entire world. Go out and preach to all men. That's the, uh, the Great Commission. If Jonah delivered a literal message to Nineveh, he probably would have spoken Aramaic, a common language used in trade and diplomacy in ancient Near East. Um, Isaiah 36 and 11 indicates that the educated elites in Israel and Judah could speak Aramaic in the late 8th century B.C. And then God tells him to preach the message that I tell you. So instead of telling Jonah to cry out against Nineveh, this time God simply tells Jonah to go there and wait for further instructions. God often works this way, and our flesh often finds it irritating that he does. But there's always a divine reason for God's um what he does in our lives even though sometimes we don't understand it a lot of times we don't understand it when we go back and look over as one of the songs said when I look back over my life and all that God's brought me through all I can say is that I've been blessed and that's what we can say as we look back over some of the stupid stuff we've done in our lives and we're still here we're here to tell the story we're here to be a testimony to someone who may be going through the same things. Again, our heart and minds on uh, the uh, conflicts in Russia and the Ukraine, our hearts and minds are on all of the calamities that's befalling all over the United States and all over the world. But again, we have to look at God and look at how He works things out His way. We just have to be patient, prayerful, and trusting. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. As we look at the story of Jonah, it demonstrates why you so often lead us one step at a time without telling us more. And God, you know, it's hard to uh, just accept in blind faith what where you're leading us but god we thank you that as we if uh as we uh follow where you lead us you are there 
to protect us, to help us, to keep us, just as you will be as we continue to read through the book of Jonah. When God told Jonah what he would say in Nineveh, uh, Jonah rejected the call. God often only tells us what we can handle at the time. So like Jonah, God, sometimes we do reject your call because we don't understand it. But God, thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your loving kindness with us. Thank you for your grace and mercy with us and towards us. We praise you for that. Father, as always, we always want to end our prayer, praying for those who need you in a special way. We know the needs are many. They are too numerous to list. We're also praying for the conflict and the uh, between the Russians and the Ukrainians and conflicts all over the world. There are so many, not just wars, but conflicts in homes, conflicts in places of worship, conflicts in businesses, conflicts in marriages. God, we know conflicts are a part of, of life, but you are there to make uh, take uh, a chaotic situation and bring order. So God, we're praying for peace. We're praying, praying right now for peace to prevail, especially in the areas that we're watching the war every day. Praying for the, the uh, all involved. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.